Hey, college kids, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? This is part two of my interview with Catherine. If you have not checked out part one, please go do that. But other than that, subscribe and enjoy. Now let's move on to college life, which is which seems much more exciting to me than high school life. So yeah. <laughs> how did you feel when you first arrived on your like first day to GW? You know, obviously you're probably in your dorm already. How did you make friends? Did you are you still friends with the people in your dorm and stuff? So how did that all go on your first day? Yeah, I mean, I went into that school only knowing one other person from my high school who I'm not that close with so I haven't even seen him really my whole time being Mm -hmm. at GW so I kind of went into it blind (laughs) I had known one girl that I made friends with at orientation and so her and I would hang out I would hang out some with my roommate other than that you know it was kind of up to me to make all new friends and I made some friends with some people on my floor um but I yeah, I didn't make too many new friends my freshman year. My sophomore year, I really made a lot more friends. But that first day, I remember sitting in my room with my roommate and us just talking and being like, should we meet new people? <laughs> like, Should yeah. we go out to talk to people who live next to us? Yeah, it was just very much like just trying your best to socialize and make friends. And, you know, I think this is advice that everyone has to say is don't expect your best friends or whoever you make on that first month to really last because everything will shift. Of course, there could be a friendship that lasts, but, you know, everyone's getting settled. Everyone's trying to figure out their place Mm -hmm. and nothing will really be that permanent until the end of the year when everything really dies down and you have learned who you're friends with. (laughs) Okay. So how did you um, do the like, dorm situation so you said you had a dorm mate did you choose her or were you guys randomly put together by like a GWU system we chose each other there's Mm -hmm. a Facebook group page for GW where Uh, I put my information and some pictures of myself and then she reached out to me and she's like would you want a room and then we we roomed (laughs) I see and are you still friends with her do you like see her occasionally now because you are a junior Yeah, we lived in the same building last year, and so I would, like, occasionally see her, but honestly, I haven't seen her as much as I would like. Okay, so I don't know about, you know, any party life at GW, but did you, like, you know, try to go out to any social events to meet new people, or were there, like, days and events that GW set up for the students themselves to make friends? So how did you end up making at least a few friends your freshman year? It's so funny. I made my friends... There's this day called Freshman Day of Service where all the freshmen are assigned a area and then you just do community service. I went to a Buddhist monk or like a Buddhist temple to work with Buddhist monks in Maryland. Oh, <laughs> and okay. What did so you guys do I there? Would, yeah, you would, you know, uh, make some tapestries and some people clean the yard. It was honestly interesting. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. But on my freshman day of service, I met some people there who ended up being 
some of my closest friends freshman year, but mm-hmm. you definitely meet, I don't know, for me at least, I met my closest friends by just being people who live on my floor. Like this year, this past year, my sophomore year, I made really, I became really good friends with my neighbors. So, oh, are you yeah. living in like an apartment now? Are you not in a dorm anymore? I, I'm in a dorm. Yeah, I was in a dorm freshman, sophomore, and I will be next year because GW offers housing all four years. You don't have to take it after your sophomore year, but you are required to live in a dorm your freshman and sophomore year. So this past year, I lived in a dorm and I became really good friends with all my neighbors. They were all GW students and they were, most of them were my age. Yeah. I know GWU is not I guess it's not as well known as Harvard and stuff because, you know, Harvard is like, yeah, know, everyone knows Harvard. But did you find that maybe there's like an elitist type of feel at GW? Were there ever like a group of rich kids that you may have like kind of felt left out with because they were they were I don't know, they were really rich. They came from parents who were rich. So did you ever feel this difference in financial situation at GW? It's definitely prominent. Their cost to attend the universities very expensive so you're gonna have those students who are obviously paying full tuition and you're gonna have those students who are not paying full tuition and you can tell Mm -hmm. who is a little bit more on the wealthy side there's like a joke that like Canada goose jackets telling (laughs) but yeah you can just you can kind of tell but for me personally I didn't feel any of that kind of pressure all all my friends are on financial aid or on some sort of scholarship so okay so you didn't find any like difficulty in making friends in terms of like financial situation right okay and um when I was doing my GW tour this was like back in February or March I think on like literally the coldest day of the year But I was doing my GW tour with one of April's friends, actually, and she was talking about the dining system at GW. And I had not heard of this before. I mean, I have not done many college tours, but I had not heard of this before where GW, instead of giving you like meal swipes, they give you a certain set of money that you can use around the GW campus area with like different restaurants. So did you find that to be a benefit that you could like make more friends and go out and have fun with them? I honestly really like that system. I prefer it. I don't understand how other traditional dining halls work. Swipe systems confuse me so much, maybe Mm -hmm. because I haven't been exposed to it. But I really like that system because, you know, it's just kind of like having a debit card. (laughs) Of course, you should manage the money. I know people who have run out of money. That's not good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You should do your best to manage the money. But with the options that are on G World, you can go to so many different vendors. So there ranges from sit-down restaurants, if you wanted to go out to a sit-down restaurant, to just like Panera, Chipotle, fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. And with those options, it makes it really nice and easy to just be like, hey, do you want to go grab something? And then you don't have to worry about whether or not that person can afford it. Yeah, because they already G-World. have the money. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a really good system. I heard it and I was like, this is fabulous. Why don't other people do this? Especially if you live in a big city, there's so many restaurants you want to try out and mm-hmm. so many cuisines. So I think that's mm-hmm. really good. And you had a dining hall, right? Um, There's a dining hall on our second campus, the Mount Vernon campus. I did not live on that campus, so I did not have, I did not go to that dining hall. I have <laughs> not even been to that dining hall. So... I know people who have gone, they really like it, but I think it's like 
11 or $12 off of your G World to go because it's like all you can eat or oh, something. Okay. Yeah, but I think, I don't know if this is true. I heard that they were planning on making a dining hall on the Foggy Bottom campus. I don't know if that's going to happen <laughs> because sometimes kids would be like, you know, sometimes I just want dining hall, like a dining hall instead of having to choose some yeah. sort of vendor. But yeah. When I was at GW and like after I finished my tour, we went to this sort of, I have no idea. It was kind of like a cafeteria. Our tour guide took us there and it was kind of, so the first floor that we went to, it was all food and it wasn't just, you know, dining hall food. I think there was like a, also like a Chick-fil-A on there as well. So is that part of the Foggy Bottom campus? Yeah, I think you're talking about a district house. It's a housing unit and it also has like it's like a mall food court kind of setup. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it reminded <laughs> yeah, me of. That is on campus. Most of the buildings that you'll see, actually, I think all the buildings within a certain parameter are all going to be GW buildings and they're mm-hmm. all labeled. So, and then once you get to more of like the outskirts, you kind of run into other buildings that aren't GW, but there is like a definite area where it's just GW buildings and like it just is a campus kind of feel. I see. Okay. So how often did you go with your friends to, you know, like eat out outside the campus? And of course you lived in D.C. So how often did you guys go out to D.C. and explore? Exploring, I would try to do every weekend, mm-hmm. you know, it whether it would be like going out to a concert with my friends or just walking around Georgetown waterfront. There's kind of a lot to do. Yeah. Um, some people choose to go clubbing or all of that I just that's personally not what I like to do so I just never did that Mm -hmm. I would spend most of my time just trying to explore the city there's so much to offer like it has so much to offer in so many places I still have yet to go to all of the city so yeah I spent a lot of time exploring I would just because of my financial means I would try not to eat off of G World too often, but for special occasions like birthdays mm-hmm. or if it was some kind of fast food place where the food wasn't that expensive, then I would, you know, go out with some friends. But yeah. Okay. So how involved was, how did you involve DC in your academic experience? Because the two double majors you have, art history and creative writing, they're not like what you would expect DC to be. So did you um, intern at DC or was there like sometimes, you know, oh, the Smithsonian's are in DC. So did you ever have to go there for class? So how much of DC was part of your academic life? For at least my art history major. Oh my goodness. DC is amazing. There are so many museums, even outside of the realm of Smithsonian that are so helpful. Um, there's Dumbarton Oaks, there's the Phillips Collection, there's so many. And so my freshman year, I took a class where we went to the National Gallery of Art <laughs> every week. Every and we week, would go yeah. and we would look at Dutch art and we would pick a painting and we would write about it. And it was so nice to have that experience. And I've gone to the gallery, National Gallery several other times for some other classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't interned or anything yet. I planned on doing it actually this summer. Oof. So that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, mm. And I've, ch- I've 
made my schedule in a way where hopefully I will be able to do it next year, but we do, I don't know if anything's going to be open. So I honestly don't know if I'm going to be able to get an internship. Oh, that sucks. Oh. But it'll everything will work out. But yeah, and then this past year I took a class where we were supposed to go to a few like public parks and those were closed because of COVID as well. So it's a really, honestly, DC is such a really nice resource for museums. It's just really unfortunate the situation that has happened because I wasn't able to do anything with it. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, COVID then, had to hit right when you were going to do an internship. Right. When I, yeah. Right. When I can do that. And then COVID also prevented a lot of my classes from being able to go in person and see museums. It prevented a lot of uh, a lot of times we'll have guest speakers come to the art history department uh a yeah. few of those had to get canceled mm-hmm. a lot of author authors for my creative writing major a lot of authors will come to campus to do like a book talk a lot of those had to get canceled so I just crossing my fingers that I could at least get an, an online internship I don't really know internships are gonna be difficult yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah did you do any study abroad nope a study abroad is usually something that most of my friends are planning on doing junior year. So mm. I don't know if that'll happen either. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go on to a more uh, light topic here. So you, we, we talked about your high school rigor and how you balance things. So how did your schedule work out at GWU? Did you schedule all your class- classes in the morning, afternoon? How many classes did you have on average? Yeah. So I take five I try to take five classes per semester I think that ends up being about 15 or 16 credits you have to take at least 12 credits to be a full-time student to be considered a full-time student Mm -hmm. so I take 15 to 16 just to you know graduate on time I take 16 credits if it was a science with a lab because those are four credits for some reason but every other class is three three credits Uh and um what was your other question I'm sorry Oh, yeah. So like basically, how did you balance it? Were all your classes in the morning, the afternoon and stuff like that? Right. Um, My freshman year, I tried to do nine o'clock classes and then realized that really is not for me. (laughs) Um, Just because I would just I had a schedule where it was a 9 a.m. class and then I wasn't done until three. And then I just realized I don't have time. I didn't make time for to eat. I didn't make time to do this or that. And some people work really well doing that, but just personally, it didn't work out. So how I like to schedule my classes is to have a class, short break where I can eat or just, you know, recharge mm-hmm. and then another class. And I try to start at about 10, nine. It's not that nine was too early. It was just that I, I don't really eat a lot in the morning just because I'm not hungry. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I would, I would have time to eat before I started my day. Oh, Wow. You and I are very different. I wake up starving for some reason and I eat so much already. I, yeah, I don't know why. I just, I, I don't know why I don't wake up and I'm not hungry and then I don't eat anything. And so it was just better for me to get to a point where I could eat and then go to classes. So you said you like kind of spaced your classes out. How do you spend the time between classes? Because I'm sure it's not like a huge, huge gap, maybe like a couple hours. So how do you like to spend that time? Depending on the amount of time between classes, ranging from like 30 minutes to like an hour, two hours. If it was like 30 minutes, I would just like eat. Um, if it was longer, 
I would do homework for that class if I had homework. Usually mm-hmm. I do all my homework the night before, so that wasn't an issue, but it would just be if I had way too much to do and then I had to do that. Otherwise, I would either like meet a friend for lunch if I had enough time. I would just sit in my dorm and take that time to relax for myself because, you know, your friends are in class. You don't feel any obligation to see anyone if you don't have to because everyone's trying to be a student first. So if you have that time, I would take it to relax. I would just like watch something on Netflix really quickly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then go to class again just because it was like a short, nice break. I see. So on average, you seem to have like a pretty nice spread out day where you can relax and also do your academics. So on average, how much homework do you think you did each day? So a lot of my homework is reading based, which, yeah. So if it was if it was a novel that I was reading for an English class, I would usually read that when I woke up in the mornings for like an hour before class. Um, or I would read it right before I would go to bed and make sure I had that read lots of times for my writing classes. I would have to do either like an essay or like a story or read another person's story. Those don't take that long. It takes like an hour to read somebody else's and edit it. And so I would just do those right after class or right before class. And then for the ones where it was like reading an essay, writing an essay, anything like that, I would just do my best to manage my time because sometimes they could be upwards to like reading a 20 page essay and you have to do it, but you don't have to do it all in one sitting. So I would do it either like in that break of an hour that I would have where I would just read like a few pages, come back to it, read a few more at that night, come back to it, read a few more the next morning. Yeah. Since it's reading, I don't feel too pressured to like have a set. I'm going to do homework from this to this. I really just read whenever I can read. Yeah. So when you like kind of feel like it, you realize that you have time between classes, you're like, oh, I might as well get this out of the way. Yeah, I see. Okay. So this is kind of another question related to balancing your college life. Did you get enough sleep for your own needs? I make sure I get sleep. I will be in bed between like 10 and 12. And then I will go to bed, wake up between like eight and nine. Okay, so Uh, you have pretty good amount of sleep. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the kind of person I don't drink or consume any caffeine. So I do like to sleep and make sure I get enough sleep or mm-hmm. else I genu- I just cannot function for the next day. So that's something that I know I have to do for myself. And I do my best to take care of myself in that way. So do you know any like people, whether they're your friends or not, that don't get enough sleep because they have like a lot of work? Or do you think they don't get enough sleep just because they don't manage their time correctly? I know honestly both. I know people who are definitely during final season studying all the time, up Mm -hmm. all the time, just trying to get ready for the next exam because sometimes you can have an exam every single day. You can have multiple exams a day, you know. Mm -hmm. So constantly, I know people who are constantly studying and sometimes don't get enough sleep. I know people who, I know this one girl who I don't think she even sleeps. She'll She'll sleep from like 1 a.m. to 5 and like that'll be it and yeah (laughs) that's just crazy I know people who just genuinely don't manage their time well and stay up until you know way early in the morning playing video games and then they'll sleep through their classes so it really is where you have to take initiative to be organized and make sure you're doing your part Mm -hmm. in 
being like being there to be in your classes, making sure you're getting enough sleep. It's just all taking care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you have the ability, like you're showing us that you have the ability to sleep, have a social life, do well in academics, and just you know do other stuff that you're interested in and relax. But you just have to manage your time correctly. Yeah, you really have to figure out how to manage your time and. I was really fortunate. I didn't work my freshman or sophomore year. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will work. I know a lot of people who are poli-sci majors or international affair majors, they will have an internship because they just drill them to have an internship or some sort of job like by the end of your freshman year. So I was just fortunate enough to where I didn't have to. I saved a lot of money from working in high school Mm -hmm. to where I was able to not work. So I'm sure... My schedule will change when I get a job, which I plan on getting a job if everything works out. Yeah, I hope everything works out for you. Um, I plan on getting some sort of job or internship, but yeah, that'll definitely change how I manage my time. But I still think it's doable to do it all. (laughs) A couple of things before we end here. In high school, do you think that any singular course, like not the rigor of the course, but the concepts of the course really helped you in college? Because I was interviewing um, a guy earlier, he goes to Dartmouth, and he was saying one of his classes, I believe it was AP Microeconomics, really helped him just in life in general. Like the concepts he learned there, he still applies to classes he has in college today. So were there any special classes that you felt like, oh, this was actually a great use of my time. I'm actually using it outside of the classroom in high school. It's actually kind of crazy. I took IB Bio, which is a two-year course, and I learned a lot, like a lot about the human body. I also took an anatomy class in high Mm -hmm. school, which wasn't, it wasn't like AP or IB or anything, but those two classes combined taught me so much about the human body and also how to take care of yourself or like any, you know, tell telling signs for if there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Also, just how you should eat, manage your metabolism. Uh, like just, I don't know, so many really just little things like tips on exercising, tips on this and that, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from like a bio class because, you know, cells. But there yeah. was a whole unit where we learned about human physiology and learning about that human physiology helped me learn how to do things better and also I can help tell my friends these things because they didn't learn that in in AP bio or anything or their regular bio classes I don't know it was weird (laughs) a lot of information yeah I mean it is a two-year course so like you would expect to learn at least something really useful yeah god two years wow yeah (laughs) so Let's wrap up here. What do you what advice do you want to give to current high school students, maybe middle school students if they're listening? What advice would you give them now? And what advice would you have given to yourself if you were in high school? The all the advice that I would have to say is don't stress yourself out too much about it and don't put too much pressure on yourself to be like that perfect kid in high school because mm-hmm you know, that one bad grade isn't going to hinder you from getting into good college. You have all the potential and all the power to do anything and everything. And just don't feel bad about that one bad grade or not having enough extracurriculars. Don't compare yourself to other people because you're just as valid and just as able to get into 
any college as anybody else. Would you say just kind of like calm down and then find a college that fits you best? So like not look at what other people are doing. If they're applying to Harvard, that doesn't mean you have to apply to Harvard. Definitely. And don't college shame yourself uh, just because like say you're going to a state school or something. That's amazing. And that's a great step that you're taking just because it's not Harvard doesn't mean it's not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Don't college shame yourself. Don't college shame other people. You know, you're taking that next step and going to higher education. Like, that's amazing. Okay. Well, that's very good advice. And I hope a lot of people listen to it because I don't think many people understand that they just need to like chill out a bit, especially in my high school. It's very competitive and you're kind of expected to apply to an mm-hmm. Ivy or something. So, yeah. Um, one good. thing that I have learned about the people that I go to school with is I did a lot more in high school than a lot of my peers did. And it's just because every, everywhere is different, obviously, but there's so much pressure and all of that. But you can get into these schools with having no extracurriculars. You can get into these schools with having like Bs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for like GW and like, you know, state schools and stuff, but like you can do it and don't feel pressured to be absolutely perfect because nobody is. Yeah. It's, don't set unrealistic pressures or expectations onto yourself because, you know, that'll only stress you out and everything will be fine in the end. Well, thank you very much, Catherine, for coming on to my podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. I hope a lot of people listen to your last bit of advice because that's really <laughs> valuable. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to part two of my interview with Catherine. I hope you enjoyed it and make sure to subscribe because next I'll be releasing an episode with a recent high school graduate. She'll be attending, well, hopefully attending Washington University this fall. Hope to see you guys then.